You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Viking stock. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Vikings Vent Line. Every Sunday, right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, Declan Goff here to take you through another edition of Vikings Vent Line. We are getting closer and closer to the NFL Draft, so the NFL Draft hot takes are coming full uh, full, fat, full circle at you here, I should say. Uh, we have my guy Dan and Marcus, who are going to join me here in just a little bit to talk the draft, talk the offseason, etc. Real excited to hear what they uh, have, what they think the Vikings have in store for the NFL Draft, which is just about 11 days away here. Uh, and by the way, we're at Park Tavern here locally in the Twin Cities in St. Louis Park. Just a quick drive down Interstate 394 from downtown Minneapolis. Go Come check it out with us. The show starts around 7 o'clock for the YouTube channel. We'll be there around 6 o'clock to cheer some beverages and whatnot. It's the Surly Draft Party. We're jacked to uh, meet and talk to so many different Vikings fans, so really excited for that. Uh, if you want to get in on a future episode, there's some spots opening up. Uh, obviously, we have one more true off-season edition one before the NFL draft takes place. So if you'd like to get in on one of these episodes, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. For the YouTube audience, it is scrolling across the bottom of the screen. For the podcast, an audio-only audience on Apple, Spotify, Score North app, however you're listening, uh, vikingsventline at gmail.com if you'd like to get in on a future episode. And shout-out to Dennis Kirk, denniskirk.com, and motorcycle parts and accessories. It's finally riding season here, so uh, go check out denniskirk.com for some great riding apparel and accessories uh, from our friends at Dennis Kirk. They make Purple Daily happen. We appreciate them. Go check them out. And, of course, TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL as you get ready for the draft, get ready for uh, summer sports season, and maybe some NBA, NHL playoffs. Go get yourself a TCL television. All right, Vikings vent line here. Uh, Let's get our guys in on the show. Let's get to my guy, Dan. We also have Marcus uh, hanging out as well. Uh, Dan, you are all the way in England. Is that correct? Uh, Wales, not England. Wales. Okay, so that's almost offensive. I know. I about to say I should have known better. Um, I, as as a Declan, I'm an Irishman. It's still it's still on my bucket list to get all the way to Europe and get to Ireland and check it out. But uh, how did you become a Vikings fan? I'm always curious on this. Um, I think originally it was just playing the Madden games, <laughs> and then you kind of just fall into picking. I don't know uniform who you like playing as. Yeah got a selection of other friends who are also into the NFL and because obviously having no local base connection, everyone supports a different team. So you have like a much more like variety in your close friend group rather than all being angry at the same sort of franchise. Nice. So are you able to like get together with other Vikings fans in Wales? Like how do you kind of connect with other Vikings fans? Um, I wouldn't say I connect too much with other Vikings fans. Mostly just listen to the Purple Daily most of the week. I do have one friend who has... Uh, kind of followed me, kind of joined in our group a bit later than everyone else. And instead of picking a different ty- team entirely, kind of followed me to join the misery. Awesome. Love it. Well, so glad- there is at least two of us. Yeah. You got to have a, get a hold of hand there in misery. So I'm glad you were able to, uh, to drag a friend in there. Obviously the Vikings draft is coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, they're on the clock at pick 23. Uh, now there's been some scuttlebutt 
that the Vikings could draft their next replacement quarterback, uh, whether that's Will Levis, maybe Anthony Richardson in a trade-up situation. You could always take Hennon Hooker if he's hanging out there. But I- I'm curious, do you, do you trust that this regime, and now it's in you know year two of an offseason with Kwesi and Kevin O'Connell, do you trust this regime uh, to draft and find the next franchise quarterback? I think you basically just have to. I think until they prove otherwise and that they can't, I think you've got to just kind of follow with the GM and coach and just let them pick their guy and then trust the process sort of thing. If right. they pick some, if they pick like Hendon Hooker at 23 and it's the unpopular move and it works out, then everyone's going to sing their praises. But then if they do it and it goes down in flames, then you're probably going to be replacing the GM at some point. Absolutely. Uh, I'll get Marcus try to get him back in here. Marcus, got me okay now? Yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you, man. Uh, what do you think? Do you think the Vikings uh, can find their next replacement quarterback in the draft this year? I think Kevin O'Connell can. I think if C.J. Stroud is their number two and the Texans are willing to trade that pick, I'd trade the whole house for him. Yeah. Yeah, they, if they want to do uh, get up there in the draft, it's going to cost them multiple draft picks. So so you're okay. You're, you're all right with the idea of the Vikings potentially trading, you know, multiple first round picks to go get get up Stroud if he becomes available. Yeah, if CJ Stroud's available for sure. For sure. Uh so Kirk Cousins obviously is entering the last year of his deal here. Um Dan, are you are you good with the with one more year of Kirk and then saying goodbye, what's kind of your stance on Kirk Cousins so far? I generally like uh <laughs> I'm not going as far as saying I'm a crusader. But I have been I was pretty happy when we we signed him. I've been pretty happy to keep him most of the time. But I have been kind of talked around to the fact that it needs to end at some point. It needs to be cheaper. So, yeah, I think it is, unless there's a trade, which doesn't seem realistic. So the best outcome does seem to be to let it roll. And then what would he be, 36 then? Yeah. I'd rather move off then than keep him a couple more years, just watch the numbers decline, if you're still paying him as well. Yeah, I feel like it's just the writing on the wall here. It's the last year of Kirk Cousins, and you know what? They should probably run this back one more time. If if they find this rookie quarterback, that's great. Um, but it's probably going to be you know a little bit of molding. There's going to have to be some sitting behind and learning the offensive system and whatnot. And I mean, Kirk would be a perfect guy to still kind of hang around here for one more year and see where, how far he can take the Vikings for one last time. Uh, Marcus, how, how do you feel about Kirk Cousins? I love Kirk, but he just he can't get the big game done. It's time to move on. Hey, thank you for your time. Thank you for all the stats. We can't win a big game. Yeah. Yeah, it's I love uh, him, but it's time to move on. Yeah, I agree. He he's he's put up all great numbers and obviously it hasn't worked out to I think is what we what we thought was gonna happen when they signed him about five, six years ago. Um and I thought last year he shed a lot of that negative narrative right with a lot of fourth quarter comebacks and some clutch drives and whatnot. Uh you would like to see him have a last final throw from that playoff game, certainly. But I, I really thought um that he had a, had a really good year last season, but it's it's probably probably the wise move to do this one more time, run it back with them. The pieces on offense are still in place. It's still a really good uh, team on the offensive side of the football. So go one more time with Kirk Cousins, see where it takes you, and then um, and then you can analyze where you want to be at quarterback after that. Uh, looking at the draft though, outside of quarterback, Dan, are you looking at a position? Is there a player that you kind of want to see the Vikings maybe target in the early parts of the of the draft this year? I'm not too good on players because I don't really follow college football closely. I kind of end up catching up on all the pre-draft coverage and kind of basing my entire opinions off the opinions on that. 
Um, but in general, I have a probably unpopular opinion is that I'd be quite happy for them to go for a cornerback. Mm-hmm. I think most of the kind of dread that people have got about drafting a cornerback is just the fact of how many times it's happened recently. But the issue is not the fact that it kept happening. It's the fact that the picks haven't worked out. Because mm-hmm. in theory, um, Mike Hughes and Jeff Gladney would have both been mid-20s now. If they'd just been mid-level starters, they'd be on their second contracts, probably not too expensive, and you wouldn't even be looking at the position. Because both those picks were like first-round busts, essentially, you're just still looking to fill the same position. Like, no one's complaining when you pick like Rhodes and you get like a solid... Was it seven years or something like that? Mm-hmm. Out, that of the, out of the position, it's fine then. It seems like cornerback is just—it's almost—it hasn't—it's not the full quarterback side with like Christian Ponder, but it, like there is some post-traumatic cornerback drafting syndrome. I think that Vikings fans go through just because you named you know so many cornerbacks right there that have happened in the last ten years. And yeah, it would be nice if Mike Hughes worked out and Jeff Gladney worked out and um, and whatnot. And and they've taken so many swings there and. Now, five years later, how many, how far you really want to go back? There isn't a lot of guys still hanging out, and you have to go sign Byron Murphy Jr., who looks like he's going to be a pretty solid cornerback for you here. He, he had some good years in Arizona. Now he's entering the second contract, and maybe he can step in and be now a lockdown corner and be even a better player than he was in Arizona. But it, it's, it's tough for Vikings fans, I think, to hear that we're going to take another stab at a cornerback. As much as, Dan, yeah. I am kind of with you that it's a susceptible position. You're thin at it, right? I mean, there isn't a lot of reliability right now in the defensive back room for the Vikings. I love what Brian Flores is hopefully going to do with this defense, but you need cornerback help. And it it would probably make sense at this point with now big free agents off the board. You have to find that obviously in the draft. Uh, Marcus, how about you, man? What do you want to see the Vikings do at the draft this year? I want us to draft Quentin Johnson, make a splash to get number two for JJ. And I want us to trade some old defensive players and get young on defense. Mm-hmm. Quentin Johnson would be awesome in this offense. I mean, you guys hear me? Yep, I got you. Okay, yep. And if if uh, if Kirk is throwing him the football, I mean, that's going to be even better because obviously Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson, there's some great weapons in in this offense as it is. And you know, I I think some people look at it. Well, if you're going to take a wide receiver, why would you do that? You know, you have Justin Jefferson there, and so you're just going to draft a a second wide receiver who doesn't really have the ability to jump Justin Jefferson and rightfully so since Jefferson's such a good player. But I mean, you, you need dual, you need dual wide receivers at this time in the NFL. So if they want to go out and, and get another wide out, I really would like that. Dan, I don't know if, if you're on board with them taking a wide receiver, but, um, but I, I would entertain it for sure. Yeah, I'm fine with taking a wide receiver. When I said corner, I'm not saying that they need to take a corner at 23, but I think they need a corner that can contribute. Looking at it right now, I'm not sure you trust Andrew Booth and Caleb Evans to go suddenly off the basis of what they did last year to both just play through 17 games. Yeah, they. Uh, the, 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 the main thing you just want to see is just players that they pick yeah. playing. The last two drafts, pretty much no one has contributed much of anything. They've even not played at all. Or the case of like Ed Ingram, who's played, but no one's like... Played horribly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No yeah. one's cheering that pick. You need to see that last year's draft class make some type of impact, and they're making a bet here, right, that guys like Lewis Seen are going to be healthy, Andrew Booth, Caleb Evans, your point, um, that these guys are going to be able to step in and contribute even though they weren't on the field a lot last year due to injuries or ineffectiveness or just learning the, uh, learning the playbook. Um, it's, it's a big ask from that, and it's, it's, a, it's a gamble, and 
that's where I understand a lot of Vikings fans want to see them try to take more shots on defense and build up that room because it's been near the bottom of the NFL uh, the last few years. And if they can find some hits here in the draft, it should be good. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Brian Flores? Marcus, do you, do you like the Brian Flores uh, signing as a defensive coordinator? I love the move. I wish we would have fired out Ed Johns after the fourth week of the season. He was a bum. We had the, the, the worst defense in the league. We had some star players, too. He doesn't know how to use them. Yeah, he uh, Ed Donatel, man, it's going to go down as one of the just... Ed uh, Donatel. Donatel, yeah. It's one of the bigger busts uh, for, for coaches that this team has unfortunately had. And, yeah, there probably should have been a change that was made there midseason. Kevin O'Connell, rookie head coach, you know, you're going to make some mistakes here and there. Uh, but Flores has a great track record, right? He was awesome in Miami, um, was still really solid last year in Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin, and I think it's still a leveraged job. You know, he probably will get a head coaching gig if things all go um, according to plan with him running the Vikings defense this year. If they take a step forward, he's probably a head coach again a year from now. Uh, with But with Vikings fans, they just want to see this defense return to some level of you know acceptance and complacency and not being one of the worst defenses uh, in the entire NFL. Dan, what do you think? Do you like uh, the Brian Flores move? Yeah, I'm happy with the Flores signing. It can't go any worse. There's, there's uh, nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go but up, is there? Even if it's a train wreck again, it's not. It can't like decline. And I think, yeah, yeah I think worse. Flores is. A, I think Flores is a head coach in this league, basically. So he wants. He's going to want to use it as a stepping stone. But if if it works out well enough for him to use it as a stepping stone, then that's going to benefit us as well. Absolutely. So yeah, I was happy with the appointment. Absolutely. Um, guys, are the Vikings still the favorites in the division? I know there's still some off-season moves that can take place. We haven't had the draft take place yet and whatnot, but the Lions had a really up-and-coming year last year. The Packers, who knows now? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is obviously on his way out, it looks like, and and the Bears are are entering a year two of, of their new system. Uh, Marcus, do you kind of look at the Vikings as still one of the favorites to win the NFC North? How do you kind of look at the state of the North right now? If, I, if I'm going to be honest, I think the Lions are the favorite. It's going to be a dogfight between the Bears and the Vikings. But it's up for grabs. Anybody can win it. Mm-hmm. The Packers are going to be garbage. There's garbage last year with Aaron Rodgers. I can't wait for the Jets to regret this decision to trade for Rodgers. They could have had Lamar Jackson. I mean, I don't want Lamar Jackson because he's injury prone. But I mean, for, the, for the Jets, they should have traded for him instead of Rodgers. Rodgers is a diva. He's a narcissistic as hell. Excuse my language. Like, I just can't change the dude. Yeah. Because whatever the hell they do in that, that cave darkness retreat. <laughs> I, I love uh, <laughs> that the Packers are like entering this abysmal, uh, uh, nebulous area where they might not be good for a long time because they don't have, obviously, a Hall of Fame quarterback under center. So as a Vikings fan, I love to see that. And yeah, they kind of look like they might be the bottom feeders in the NFC North for basically like the first, I'm 30 years old, but for one of the first times in my entire lifetime, they look like they're going to be the worst team in this division. Um, the Lions had a great year last year. Bears are coming up. It's going to be an interesting uh, pecking order, obviously, in the North. Dan, what about you? Do you kind of see the Vikings as still the favorites? I know it's early, but do you look at them as, the, as still the favorites in the NFC North for next year? I think they're technically the favorites on the basis that the offense should, in theory, get better the second year in O'Connell, O'Connell's offense and they've not really lost any key pieces on offense. The defense can't really get any worse. I don't think we'll get the same amount of wins. I think the wins is probably going to regress. Yeah. So I would I would keep us as the favorites, but I would probably say that I think the entire, all four teams are going to be packed a lot closer in this year than last year. 
Yeah, it certainly feels like it might be a grind for any of these teams to get the double-digit wins again. Um, it, it's not a strong division by any means, but they're going to beat up on each other a little bit because everyone's kind of... This will be a dogfight. Yeah, good word. It'll be, it'll be a dogfight yeah, in, in, the, in, the, in the north. I wouldn't be shocked if everyone went one and one. Yeah. For the take took the home and lost the away in the division. Yeah. And you know, the Vikings got a first place schedule. The Packers. They'll sweep the Packers. I like that one. Yeah, I'm calling it right now. Hot take. All right. I like it. Sweep is the that Packers. A touchdown? It is a touchdown, yeah. I think it's a touchdown. There we go. Yeah, I love it. We'll write it Call down. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I love it. I won't throw a check down on fourth and eight though. There you no. go. Yeah, you gotta push the ball down the field. You gotta find Jefferson uh with that, the season on that the That broke my heart. That broke my heart. Against the Giants. The yeah. Giants. Daniel Jones and whoever the receivers was. That was uh that was a brutal loss, my friend. Uh, we were all with you watching that one transpire, so it's uh you're you're not alone watching that one uh, with the check down to Kirk. It was pretty rough. I've been a Vikings fan since I was like five years old. I'm twenty seven. And uh, it's just misery. Two thousand two thousand nine, two thousand two, two thousand against the Giants when apparently they were reading our plays. This is nothing but heartbreak and misery. We're due for a Super Bowl in a couple of years. I trust Kevin O'Connell to find Kirk Cousins replacement. I really do. I trust him more than I do uh, Crazy. Well, Crazy, he's smart. Between him and uh, Kevin O'Connell, I, tr- I fully trust they'll find a good replacement for Cousins. But if, let me ask you a question, Declan. Yeah. On defense, would you be against them trading to Jerry Smith and Daniel Hunter? I would if we get as much, as much draft capital as we can. I would do it. Maybe we get like a late first or second for Daniel Hunter. So it, I think trading both of them or going into a season next year without either of them will be will be tough because I mean that's your entire pass rush basically. And Daniel Hunter has been damn good. And Zadarius, um, first half of the year looked like one of the better defenders, uh, pass rushers in the NFL. I don't know if I can trade both of them, uh, Marcus, but I, I I love the idea and also I, I I like maybe capitalizing on their value now because he might be able to get something that's worthwhile and take that pick and. You know, find the next Zedaria Smith, find the next Daniel Hunter in the draft. And I'm always for drafting as many edge rushers and pass rushers as possible. It's the most impactful position, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball. So as much shots, as much ammo you can have on that line, and whether it's a 3-4 or 4-3 system, getting after the quarterback is the most important thing on defense. So trading both probably is a no for me, but trading one of them, absolutely. If you can find the right haul for it, I would do it. Uh, let's say if we get like two seconds or a first for Daniel Hunter, like a second or third from Cedric Smith, would you be interested in doing that then? We get like Kaliza Kansi. We can get there's a lot of good pass rushers in this draft. Yeah, yeah, I think th- those offers would be good. If uh, if 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 I'm Quasi, I might I'm probably saying yes and and accepting one of those two trades for sure. If if they can pull that off and get more draft ammo and just have better pass rushing really- against the quarterback, I'd do it, dude. I really think the Jerry Smith's going to stay. Even though I like Daniel Hunter, but I think his draft capital is going to be the highest. And there's no talks right now in extensions or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating next uh, few weeks here. Draft's coming up in about 11 days. Uh, stick right here on Purple Daily for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. Fellas, before uh, I wrap up, is there any uh, shout-outs, last takes you want to give before we say goodbye? Dan, I'll, uh, I'll go to you. Uh, in terms of last takes, uh, I just want to see more creativity out of the offense this year. I thought in the the first year of Kevin O'Connell, like we thought we'd see more kind of, I don't want to say trick plays because it's not got to be Kirk running downfield to catch a pass, but just a bit more um, creative play calling. I thought that they might have got a bit more out of Jalen Rager or 
Kenny and Wongu. Just as like explosive athletes, maybe you could have just tried to involve them more in some a few reverse runs or in the screen game. So, um, yeah, I think that's just about it on that. And then in terms of a shout out, um, I'll shout out my wife. She won't care. <laughs> She's not interested. But just to be polite, she did um, come down to the Viking Saints game with me this year. Nice um, down in London. And she's got no interest in any sport of, of, at all, really. But she put the jumper on. She cheered for the touchdown. So shout out for for putting up with me and for making the effort. Absolutely. Yeah, I, lo- I love all the uh, wives that are also adopted into this Vikings clan. So uh, so good on your wife there for uh, for supporting you and going down to watch the Vikes in, in London against the Saints. Love that. Uh, Marcus, how about you, man? Any last take or anyone you want to shout out before we wrap up, bud? I just want to see some splash moves come trade time. I want to see them really make, maybe take a chance at a quarterback either this year or next year. I wouldn't mind seeing Kirk Cousins get traded if the draft capital is right. You know what I mean? And, like, I just want to shout out my Uncle Jimmy because he's the one who made me a Vikings fan, my whole family for being there and being through all the, the pain and, and sorrow I put them through as also being a Vikings fan. There's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, glad. Shout out to your uncle for making you a Vikings fan, even though it, it's it's a it's a tall task, and you're gonna have to go through a lot to see that Super Bowl. But hopefully, when it happens, it's gonna be just as sweet. And that's our whole mission statement on this show: is to see a Super Bowl before we die, fellas. Thank you so much for coming on Vikings Vent Line. I appreciate it. Again, if anyone wants to come on a future episode, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail dot com. Mackie, Judd, myself, back at full strength on Monday. We'll see you.